punting passports at the ready as we go round the world. It's cricket, only better. Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 128. I'm Ed Hawkins, betting.betfair cricket correspondent. Thanks for joining us as we go round the world trying to find winners this week from Antigua to Karachi and then to Bangalore. But no Sam Collins to hold our hands and guide us through passport control. Betting.betfair's Paul Krishnamurti. I'll do my best to fill in for him. He will return next week. How are you otherwise? Hi, Ed. Yeah, I'm okay. As well as can be expected. Sporting Life's Richard Mann is a hardy Yorkshireman and couldn't give a coin toss if Sam Collins not here. Am I right, Richard Mann? Oh, I'm missing him already. Hi, Ed. All right, I'll do You know, that makes me feel a bit down. I'm not good enough for you, Richard. That the guys are primed, loads to get through. In play magic for West Indies versus England. And all the best bets for Pakistan versus Australia and India versus Sri Lanka. Those are second tests. Plus a Tasneem Summer Khan take special on the Karachi wicket. Let's hope it's a bit better than Raul Pindi. Don't miss those and the best bets. Let's go. Before we get into the betting action, there is, alas, only one place to start. The untimely death of Shane Warne. There have been tributes galore, but the best eulogy this pod can give, among others from Richard and Paul in a second, is to to remember him as one of our own. He was a punter. He'd roll the dice to win a game, and it was huge having him on your side in a bet. I remember backing Rajasthan Royals for the inaugural IPL, purely because Warne was there to bind a disparate bunch. Paul Krishnamurti, amazed to hear that he actually influenced your choice of career. Yeah, he really did. Um, I mean, he's probably my favourite sportsman full stop of all time, but he's certainly the most influential in my life. In that when the time when he was coming to the Aussie side, I loved cricket, but it was my second sport to football. And then I just completely fell in love with that Australia team and in particular betting on them because you know, one really changed the game. I mean, back then, probably for a decade, the draw would be too short in Australia games because whereas every other team in human history had been, you know, potentially, would potentially struggle to bowl a team out in the fourth innings, Australia never failed. I doubt in the next 10 years you could pick more than a handful of games where teams batted out fourth against Australia. That was because of one. And I mean, game-wise, this too many to to list but the one that really stands out for me was the World Cup semi-final against South Africa when South Africa were chasing nothing 50 odd for none Warren comes on the bowl completely changes the game like 58 for 4 or something two overs later Richard Mann favourite memories of Warren any big winners he landed for you? Well, I'm glad you mentioned Rajasthan, actually, because, I mean, Paul's explained wonderfully about his international career, and I remember him just dominating England as I grew up. But, you know, he'd he'd finished by the time the IPL came along, and I think people thought when he accepted an offer to go out there, he was just going for a paycheck. But like you'd say, he went out there to win, and he, he gelled a really young side. He, I mean, Jadeja's won, he, he nicknamed him the rock star, and he, he moulded that young talent, and there were others as well. Shane Watson was a young guy in that side. 
Um, and he got them to win and he got them to win playing attacking cricket. And in many ways, Warren was actually ahead of his time because we look now at boundary percentages and bowler boundary percentages and big money goes at every auction. Teams want quick bowlers, guys who can take wickets because they realise that in T20, the best way to stem the run rate is to take wickets. And Warren was doing that 10 years ago, attacking fields, getting his bowlers to attack and take wickets because he saw that that was the best best way to stem the run rate. He was ahead of his time. He was a pioneer. And I think for all his international achievements, I think the legacy left on T20 cricket is one I remember. Yes, indeed. Shane Warne, rest in peace. There'll never be another like him. West Indies versus England is happening now in Antigua. So we're looking at third and fourth innings in play strategies for you. You can catch the action live on Sky Sports. England went off 2.06 favourites on the exchange with West Indies 3.25 and the draw 4.7. Data coming up for those third and fourth innings bets. But as an overview, Richard Mann, these are two weak teams surely. So how do we best approach match odds in play? I think they are two weak sides, two flawed sides. And I think the team that gets ahead and gets first innings runs on the board a first innings advantage will probably be the team that, that goes on to win. I hate England from behind. I think they're terrible when they get behind. Really poor underscore board pressure. And I think the West Indies are cut from a similar cloth as well. I mean, they rolled over against Sri Lanka not so long ago, batting last and I don't like either of these sides in pressure situations, so I'll, I'll be probably be back in the side with runs on the board. Paul Christmas, famously grumpy about West Indies, whatever the format. As a series overview, Paul, trying to forget what's going on at the moment. Those pre-match odds right for you? I was very keen on West Indies because I think this is a, basically a, a revamped England side. West Indies can be brittle, but they do have a proud home record. What's your thoughts? I agree with you. Um, I, much as I don't rate West Indies as a test side, I don't rate England at all either. And I think for England to be that short in a test match away from home on what they've done recently is not justified. Um, I would have had them really the same. Um, it isn't an outstanding windy side, but it's not a terrible one. Kemar Roach's got a great record on this track um, at North Sound. I actually thought at the start of the game that the draw was maybe overpriced at four to one, not on because the third and fourth innings, um, third and fourth innings get the pitch gets better. Uh, so I would keep that on side in, in in the as the game goes on. Yeah, strategy time. Let's look at those innings runs and pitch data for you. Uh, England bowled out for two hundred twelve times in thirty of their second innings in the last three years. West Indies, eight out of 18 in the last three years. So very similar brittle batting lineups. However, at North Sound in the third and fourth, as Paul just mentioned, it's an absolute road. Both recent stalemates against Sri Lanka in the third and fourth innings of the first game, they played twice uh, Sri Lanka there, a wicket fell on average every 18 overs. In the second, it was every 25 Richard, what do we do when we've got two sets of stats which are telling us the opposite? What do we do? Yeah, it's really tricky. I, I, 
I think for some for me, I, I just have to stick with what I feel about these two sides, and I think the two brittle lineups. Um, so the numbers might be good for batting, but I, I just don't trust England in particular um, batting last. I, I really don't. Um, so yeah, I'd still be an unders man if we if we were third and fourth innings, particularly with, about England. Paul, how do you play the runs bets? Any strategies? Yeah, I think we've got to get on the overs in this third innings because. The way I see this game potentially panning out is pretty ordinary first in his totals, 250, 275 max maybe, which in that case, 300 plus, 325 would be a good price. And if it is a road, if it does turn into a road, I wouldn't fancy either of those bowling attacks to uh, keep scoring down. So you could get a nice big price winner here in second innings, as well as, as I say, keep the, the draw on side. If... If 20 wickets fall in the first two, two and a half days, don't give up on that. Okay, players to follow then. We've got win rates for bats and bowlers in the third and fourth for both teams. Uh, Let's look at batsmen first. You can bet in play with Sportsbook. Brathwaite is your go-to man in the first things. However, not in the second. One win in 18. That's five in the in 18 in the first innings. Bizarre that he drops off a cliff. Uh, Bonner, four wins in nine, will do you well in the second dig. For England, Richard Mann's going to like this one. Wokes has three wins in 13. Stokes, four in 22. Root, six in 29. We want nine to two and four to one on the latter. You're not going to get it. Wokes looks a great bet. I don't know. Richard Mann will agree. Oh, absolutely. I mean, look, he played, what, Three tests in the Ashes. I think he top scored twice from six innings. Um, I think he's 25 for the first innings. If you're getting anything similar, I think he's one of those you just have to keep keep betting him, knowing him that, knowing that he's the wrong price. Sure enough, Root will make big scores somewhere along the way. Um, but overall, I think it'll pay to stick with works. And the other two I like, I mean, Craig over, and it looks like he, he's, he's going to have some game time in this series. He's 50s. And Mark Wood, I know Lucky might be down at number number 10 even, but if, if in the series he bats number nine, he's 100 to 1, Mark Wood. He's worked really hard on his batting in the last 18 months and some great signs in Australia. If England get rolled somewhere along the way, I'd want Wood on side at 100s. Wood's got a winner, I think, as well in that three-year study period that we're talking about. Paul, who do you like? Um, I'd endorse everything that Rich just said there about uh, England's lower tail. Wokes, definitely. Overton can bat, definitely, a 51. He's the, he could be a night watchman that uh, makes an innings. But West Indies prices, most of the top of the main ones, I thought, were accurately priced. I mean, Bonner, Bonner's stats that you mentioned stand out. We're big fans of Blackwood on this show from past matches. But then there's nothing really stand out. What one player that does so, same logic as the England side, Alzari Joseph, sixty-six to one. He's much better than that. Nice shouts. Remember that we're we're not sure about lineups, but we think these these guys are going to be playing. Certainly, Overton, we expect him to be playing. Uh, bowlers, we're not done. England's win rates because no Jimmy or Stuart Broad, of course. So that kind of screws the market for us. But uh, standout trend here for the home team. It's how the spinners have come to the fore. Cornwall and Chase, they're not playing, but Permal is. Now, between those three, they've been picking up ties all over the shop, so you could consider them as the match wears on. Anything to finish off here, guys? Richard, you, you go first. 
Yeah, I'm really keen on Jack Leach, particularly in the second innings. You're going to think I'm bar me now, but I think England, in selecting him for this tour and leaving Don Bess out, they've made the call that Leach is their frontline spinner and they're going to back him. I think that's been one of the worst aspects of Root's captaincy, actually. It's his neglect of, of spin bowling. And if they're going to have a reset and start winning away from home, they need to get a, a spinner in there, a regular spinner in there. It looks like they're going with Leach. He bowled really well in India last year. Good record, record in Sri Lanka too. I'm not suggesting conditions here are going to be anything like that. But we know that the three grounds in this series do offer some spin. History tells us that. And in India, it was in the second innings when Leach was doing the damage. The rest of the attack, I mean, works his lead in it. If he's anything like 5-2, to 9-4, second time around, I think he's a must-bet. Paul finishes off. I think, again, it's a good reason to be tempted to bet the draw even West Indies in running. I'm really not convinced that our bowlers will take 10 wickets easily. Um, for Windies, I mean, you'd have to look at Pamal because of the record of spin, but also look at Kemal Roach's record up there. It's excellent. Um, so I'd, I'd probably go for Roach. Lovely stuff to quote Sam Collins. That's England West Indies in play magic done for you. Let's move on now and take a look at Pakistan versus Australia. Pakistan versus Australia starts Saturday from Karachi, 0500, live on Sky Sports. Expected Betfair exchange prices, 2.8 Pakistan, 2.9 Australia, 3.5 the draw. Steve Smith called the pitch dead and benign in Raul Pindi. Surely it finished in a draw. They're still playing as we record. Here is what to expect from the Karachi service with Tasneem Samarkhan. With the pitch at Pindi offering very little for spinners or pace bowlers, both teams and fans will be hoping for better from National Stadium at Karachi. In the two years since the pitch was installed there, 17 games of the Gaidiazm Trophy have been played, 329 wickets have been taken by pace bowlers, and 191 by spinners. However, that competition is played in the winter, and now in March, while there's still possibility of nip in the morning to extract movement, the hotter days and the hotter climate of Karachi do mean drier pitches, which will offer more for spin. In terms of international tests, over the years Karachi's become a little bit of a fortress for Pakistan. They've only lost two games at the venue. They've won 23 of the 43 played, affecting 18 draws. The inexperienced bowling unit will be fortified by the availability of Fahim Ashraf and Hassan Ali, particularly important considering the reverse swing option Hassan Ali adds into the mix. Noman Ali will be feeling good fresh off of his six for at Bindi. However, maybe that's the incentive that Australia need to add another spin option. Agar could come in for Cameron Green, who bowled very sparingly in the first test. Considering the numbers, there's a decent chance Australia's batsmen will curb some of their aggression to bat out a draw. Great stuff, Tasneem. Summer probable lineups for you. Pakistan, we expect to be unchanged, although keep an eye on Hassan Ali and Fahim Ashraf injury news. Shafiq and Imam opening the batting. Azat Ali at number three, massive century. Baba Azam, his poor form continues. Fawad, we think, at number five. I can't believe he didn't even get in in that first test. Rizwan Iftikhar, Nawan Said, Afridi and Nassim. Australia, Kawaja Warner, Labashane Smith, Head Carey. Ashton Agar surely has to come in with this pitch expected to take spin for Cameron Green. Pat Cummins, Stark, Lyon and Hazelwood. There was spin in Karachi in 2019 and 2021 matches. Obviously, first games there played for years. Paul, let's get your view on this one. How do you see it going? 
Well, I'm concerned in the first test of the dustbin. The pitch was an absolute road. I don't think we can read anything into that. And sticking with my prediction before that test didn't come off, which is that Pakistan will prove clearly the superior team in these conditions. I'll be back in them at around two to one. Richard Mann, uh, we just forget that first test and return to stereotypes. Is Australia's dodgy record against spin in Asia finally going to pay off for us? I think it will. I, I, I don't want to repeat, Paul, but I'm in complete agreement, actually. So a little bit worried about Pakistan in the first test coming coming into into it quickly off the back of the PSL. But I think a draw is probably a good result for, for them there. Uh, the issues for Pakistan has been the top order and relying on that powerful middle order. But the top order are getting runs now. Australia's seem, as you mentioned it last week, poor strike rates have only got worse in the last week in Asia. Um, I think Pakistan will win Okay, Paul. Uh, Australia did make more than three hundred, of course, in, but it, uh, in that first test, uh, but only the third time in eight attempts. Uh, are you going to short their runs? Definitely, and hopefully the market will have moved upwards as a result of what's happened. I mean, as it's as it happened, the um, the line was three hundred and fifty. We were thinking more like three hundred at the start. So if it's three fifty again, then I'll be going under three hundred about laying that at around one point five. It might even might even go a little bit higher. There may be a reaction, mightn't that 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 absolute uh, stalemate on the road in Roll Pindi. Uh, mm. The draw price may even come much shorter than the three point five we're we're quoting. Um, anything more from Richard on strategy for match odds or innings runs? Well, actually, just man of the match markets because it's been serving me well recently. I think Pakistan will win, and I'd probably be ducking two again against the field. Maybe Azar Ali, he's been in terrific form at the moment. Probably a bit of value against Baba, who hasn't been in such great form. And then maybe one of the bowlers, take your pick. Afrid is the obvious one, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, does Farad get a bat this time? It's a massive edge for him for first innings 50. Uh, Babra has two wins in 17 up for your top bat and was run out for 36 uh, on an absolute road. Unbelievable. Um, what's wrong with Babra, Richard? And are you backing Farad? And are you absolutely furious that he didn't even get in? <laughs> it was a bit disappointing, wasn't it? I think that, that goes back to my earlier point, though. When he was when he was doing us a few favours a while back, he, w- he was getting in at another maybe 50 for three and he was coming in but Pakistan's top order has really come to the party this last few months um, and, and you know he wasn't required it, it's a really strong lineup. is that I probably won't be backing him for top batsman this week um, on that basis um, but I think you're probably right backing him for a 50 uh, look Baba's a class act I'm sure he'll come good but just I wonder if the, the criticism he got in the PSL for scoring too slowly maybe affected him a little bit um, but he's a class act. I'm sure he'll come back to the party soon. Uh, Paul, just finish this one off for us. I would... Um, I'm not des- massively wild on any players. I mean, Rich mentioned Ashton Agar last week at 33s for top bat. That would make perfect sense. As you said, he'll probably get in because it, the pitch is expected to turn. He's batting at seven. If he's 25 to one plus, that's a bet. Um, for Pakistan, look, I'd stick with Farid Alam. It's the wrong price. Okay, that was just you know. So let's forget that first test. There's going to be there's going to be a there's going to be a result here, or at least close to one. So there's no reason he won't get in innings. And if he's six to one, eleven to two again, that's that's the bet. 
Yeah, but it is a wrong price. I think it's, it's four wins in 13. So uh, those odds are absolutely fine. That's a big tick for Pakistan versus Australia. Best bets still to come next. It's India versus Sri Lanka. India versus Sri Lanka is Saturday. It's from Bangalore. It's live on your telly box Sky Sports. I think it's a 08.30 start. Uh, bet for exchange prices for you. 1.14 India, the draw, uh, 11.0. Sri Lanka, 22.0. Remind you that Sri Lanka have never won in India and they are routinely humiliated, beaten by an innings and 22 runs in that first test. Teams in a sec. But how the hell do we bet and such a mismatch, Paul Krishnamurti? I think you've got to ignore the outright price, personally, unless you like buying money at short odds. I just don't see Sri Lanka getting it even close to them. And and I've got quite a bit of respect for them. I think they're quite a resilient side. They might not be humiliated, but I really don't think they will ever threaten India or come close to threatening to winning, beating India in a game. Yeah, they were in the game for a bit, weren't they, um, Richard Mann? I think they had, they had, them, they had them reasonably... Uh, in their pocket around about four or five wickets down and then Jadeja took the game away. Is there a possibility for a draw price uh, issue here, uh, Richard? And we spoke last week that Sri Lanka's first innings average was not too shabby in Asia. Um, but if they can bat first and can stick around, is it the draw price which reacts most of all? Because people think, hang on a second, this is the road. The, the, the key point you made there is if they bat first. I think if they batted first and they've got best of conditions... Yes. Now, whether there'd still be that price if winning the toss and batting first, we'd have to wait and see. Um, but even still, I, I, I'm still with Paul here. I think in India is just that much better that ultimately they'll, they'll run out winners. I mean, like you said last week, India in a little bit of trouble and that, that middle order just bailed them out. And we've seen it before, haven't we, at the Oval against England last year. Someone comes in, I think it was Thacker, and got them out, got them out of trouble, and basically won them the game. Such a resilient side, such a good side, and I'm sure they'll win again. Right, let's give you a bit of a lowdown. Look at teams and uh, a pitch report for you. India surely uh, are going to stick with their batting power with Rohit and Agarwal, Vihari, Virat Kohli didn't top again. Uh, Rishabh Pant, Ayer, Jadeja, what a player he is. Ravi Ashwin, Axel Patel is going to come back in. Uh, after a fitness problem and a COVID problem for Jayant Yadav and then Shami and Bumrah finishing it up as your pace bowlers. Sri Lanka, Karen Aratni, Tiramani, Nisanka, Asalanka, Dananjaya, Matthews, Dick Vella, Embel Deniel, uh, Lakmal, Vishwa Fernando and uh, Van der Say, the leggy. Why not risk it? They're not going to do uh, any better than last time, surely. So give it, a, give it a rip. Bangalore pitch, last 10 years. Bonkers stats, these. Only two scores of 350 or more in all 12 first, full, first, uh, full innings. Sorry. Uh, there's been big spin. Nathan Lyon took eight wickets in an innings there. Uh, Jadeja and Ashwin, six in either of those innings against Australia. There was a man of the match for Ashwin versus New Zealand before that. Richard Mann, what do you make of all those numbers and names? Plenty to digest. Look, you mentioned it, the man of the match market. I think those three spinners, Jadeja, Ashwin and Aksar, they're going to be so hard for Sri Lanka to counter. But, but one point I would make, Ashwin last week, and I put him up, he went off 9-2 to two with Sportsbook. I think that's 
I wouldn't say it's too short, but I'd rather back the other two, to be honest. Um, Jadeglio, and particularly Axar Patel coming back in, I suspect he'd be a good bit, good deal bigger than, than Ashwin and Jadeglio, so he could be the value. Uh, Paul, India made 470-odd against Afghanistan in 2018. So you did discount those previous stats about Bangalore and say that that Afghanistan level is also Sri Lanka's level and bet big on India runs? Well, I'd say 470 against Afghanistan isn't really anything to write home about. I mean, I would suspect that the par started at 425, 450 maybe in that. And you look over the long term, there's only been three scores of 500 there ever. Uh, and thinking about the IPLs, I mean, we know Bangalore is a ground that's absolutely perfect for boundary hitting in limited overs, but the pitch has got quite slow and low in recent IPLs. So I've got a feeling that India's runs may well be overstated. Certainly they could see him getting off to a half-decent start, 30 or 40 for none, and, it'll, and the par will be 500 plus at which point I think that would be a sell. And the, the, the market still never wakes up to Sri Lanka. They keep getting bowled out for sub-200 scores, and every time it's big odds against. So I would definitely stick with that strategy. OK, good stuff. Uh, Dick Weller and Dan and Jay, just for a bit of an edge for you on the run scorers markets. First innings, 50s, there are edges on both of them. Uh, I bet both of them in the first test, of course, neither of them won. And Dick Weller went and got a 50 in the second innings, typical. Uh, Richard Mann, anybody who's got their hand up for you? Look, I'm a I'm a Dan and Jay fan. I put him up last week. He makes 30-odd in the second innings, but... Yeah, I just think he's a class player. Um, big 100 against the West Indies not so long ago. I think he's well equipped to face this attack, well equipped to face Ashwin. Um, he looks a pick of the Sri Lankan line. Nothing against Dick Weller, um, but Dan and Jay is my preferred choice. Uh, Coley, uh, he'll probably be boosted to 11-4 to with Sportsbook. Uh, we won't bet him. Two wins in 15. Probably the one bloke in the world, Paul, that you might get enough liquidity to lay him. Do you do so? And finish it off for us while you're there, please. If that's what you're in for, laying favourites, then lay Coley all day long. Poor value, very poor value. In fact, I mean, I looked at that Indian on a quite a few people appealed and he's the one that really doesn't. But to me, the standout for me is combination 7-1 to Rishabh Pant, 16-1 to Jadeja again. Um, I, you know, you can see them going berserk. As I just said, small boundaries, Bangalore. You could see a very, very quick, impressive partnership there from from those two um and for sri lanka um market seems to have wised up again the middle order has been shortened um i'd go for pattern Nisanga. he's been seems really reliable the last few months three one hundred thirty is a fair price if i can just ever so quickly jump back in a point i completely agree with paul about richard pan he's had a tough year really but he's Played in some tough conditions. England, South Africa, really hard place to bat, particularly for a player like him. But back on home turf, I think you're just going to see the real Richard Pan. I think he's, I think he's in for a good few weeks. I, I'd keep backing him personally. Great, another tick. Good insight from Paul and Richard. The big question is, which of those ones make it through to your best bets? It's best bets time. For goodness sake, don't miss out on these. Richard Mann has had four Man of the Match winners in a row, and he's plus 10. He's got five points to spend 
this week. Paul Christian is minus 9.6, but we've got our noses in front on the best bet scores. We're plus 0.4. I think it's Paul to go first this week. Correct me if I'm wrong and just reel them off, please, guys. Okay, I'll start with um, top India first innings run scorer. Um, combined bet, one point, Rishabh Pant, seven to one. Half unit Ravage a day to at sixteen to one, uh, and I'll start uh, second innings of the West Indies England Test. Jack Leach uh, two points topping Glumbala. I'll have two points on Pakistan to beat Australia in the second Test, and I'll have a point on Dan and Jadis Silver top Sri Lanka first innings batsman. Okay, and I've got one and a half left, so third innings run strategy West Indies England, whichever side is back in third. One point on 300 or more runs, half a unit on 350 runs or more. Right. I've got two units left, so I'm going to go half a unit Chris Wilkes, half a unit Craig Overton, top England batsman in the second innings of the first test. And my final unit, similar strategy, half a unit Mitchell Stark, half a unit Ashton Eger, top Australia first innings batsman in the second test. All done for you on Cricket Only Better, episode 128. For goodness sake, follow those best bets. And for goodness sake, come back next week, because guess what? We're looking at the Indian Premier League. See you then.